Wisconsin, chilly, snowy morning. A little bit of snow on the, well, not so much on the roads, but off on the grass and whatever, maybe on the driveways, just a little bit. Nothing to worry about. Uh, anyway, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We don't plan a darn thing for this show. But you know what? We're here talking about fishing and hunting and a lot of wacky stuff sometimes. But anyway, if you want to get involved in the show, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to call us at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And uh, Ryan Horvat is sitting in today for uh, Nick Bodie. So Ryan's going to be here answering the phones if you give us a buzz. So try not to give him a hard time. Yeah, especially <laughs> today because my team plays in a couple hours and I'm excited. Are you yeah. one of these guys that I can't root for? For Notre Dame because I live in Wisconsin. No, I don't. I don't care who who anybody roots for. For some reason, everybody. I don't know. You know, in, I don't care. Obviously, you know, um, Notre Dame is in Indiana, right? South Bend. Right. And so I'm a Notre Dame fan, but people around here they keep telling me, and I've, you know, been around Wisconsin my whole life, um, that it's only an Illinois thing, that I oh. can't root for Notre Dame because yeah. I'm not from Illinois or something I, like that. No, I, I. I People root for teams all over the country, no matter where they're from. That's and what you I'm can saying. you can root for more than one team. I'd be rooting for the Badgers if yeah, they were exactly. there. I was rooting for them the other day. Yeah, exactly. And they did won a, a bunch of money off them. And he did, they did a heck of a job too. They, they were good. Badgers were all right. They were and uh, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, he he was okay too. Now, as a matter of fun, you know, speaking of the outdoors stuff, uh, I'm telling you, uh, the the rain we had and the warmer weather. Uh, those of you who wanted to go ice fishing the last few days, forget it. Uh, it's very dangerous out there, so don't even think about it this weekend. So the lake's got to start building ice. We're going to have some colder weather coming up, so you'll be able to get out there again. Who do you got on the line, Ryan? We got Kevin from Maple Ridge. Before ah, we go to him, can I ask you yeah, a quick question? Do you sure. guys Do you ice fish? I can't remember. I used to do a lot of it. I don't really anymore. I might have to go this year because... I might have to start doing it again. I mean, I won't be ice fishing myself, mm-hmm. but if my grandkids are out on the ice, right? Well, I'm going to be sitting there helping them. Danny ice fishes, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, are you used to a little bit? He doesn't do a lot of it. Yeah. A, a little. He'll he'll throw a tip up out in front of his place. Yeah. On Pewaukee Lake, he'll, he'll just go out and throw a tip up out. I went but, for I I was actually going a lot when I was in um Iowa. Yeah, when I was in yeah. Iowa. I mean, that's. Because, you know, in the summer, when you're in Okaboji or around that area, there's a lot to do because you're on the water yeah. all day. But then in the winter, there's nothing to do. So I got into ice fishing. You got into it. Loved well, it for like four months, you know? Well, you know, for that, that that season. I don't think I'll ever do it again, though. It It's different. Like, it's I, different. I, I feel you like got... I'm too old. Here's here's Kevin. Though. All it's right. Up, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, feeling better now? Cold's all gone? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's uh, fine. I'm yeah. looking forward to New Year's. New Year's. You guys going to have another party out there? What's that? Are you guys going to have a party again? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, um, uh, my brother said that he's going to bring me some herring. Mm. Oh, that's good. Pick- my my pick- bench is herring? Pickled herring? I hope so. What? Is it pickled herring? I hope so. Yeah. Hey, I Pick- love that herring. Yeah. Oh. Pickled in the cream sauce. That's- oh yeah. Oh, that's- actually, I like it either way. Oh, that's you know good. what I you know what I made last week, what? you guys? I got to tell you, 
actually about a week and a half ago. You ever hear of Gravlocks? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, it, I guess it's an acquired taste, but I saw the rest. I saw it on TV. I had some recipes. I've heard other people say, "Oh, it's really good," and uh, I took. I had a couple of pieces of salmon left, so I took the skin off, and and then you take brown sugar and salt, mm-hmm. and basically you cure it. You don't cook it. You put it in the fridge for five, six, seven days, and it cures itself. And you can add other spices to it if you want to. I put some dill in with it, okay, with the brown sugar and salt. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> it did cure it. It was, I mean, it was. It it's was, like raw fish? It It's not even raw anymore. It's not even raw. I mean, yes, it is raw fish because you're not cooking it. But when you cure it, it's um, it, it's not cooked, but yet it's very firm, Okay. So, but like I said, it's an acquired taste. Where'd you hear about that recipe? Oh, well, actually, Gravlox is, it's from the, the Norwegian area. Not Norwegian, but the... Uh, Gravlox? Uh, yeah, it's up in that... It's a Scandinavian sca- thing? Thank you. Scandinavian thing. Yeah, it's one of those The Swedes things. invented yeah, it? Well, I don't know if it was the Swedes or... salmon it was either, cooking it? It was either Swedes, Norwegians, uh, Finlanders, somebody, all those people up there anyway, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's an acquired taste. I don't hey, Tom. Yes, what's up, Kevin? How do you write to a fish? Okay, how do you write to a fish? You drop them a line. Hey, oh, uh-huh. all right. You didn't expect that, did you, Tom? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't, Kevin. You uh, <laughs> trying to see well, if oh. I just threw that in on a Saturday morning. Well, that's good, well, Kevin. That that brightens up our day. It sure I'm does, buddy. <laughs> good. All right, Kevin. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Talk to you Take again. care. Right. Bye now. See you. Bye. Bye. Kevin, the king of the one-liners. He's like, like a Henny Youngman. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Nice that he thinks to take the time to give us a call first thing in the morning here, yeah. Tom. Hey, later on today. Oh, well, first of all, I got to tell you, Danny, the All Canada Show visits Milwaukee. The starting, All Canada Show. Yep. Thursday, January third. Through Sunday, January 6th at the Milwaukee County Sports Complex. It's the largest gathering of Canadian lodges, camps, outfitters, and resorts in the U.S. So that's going to take place, like I said, over at that uh, sports complex center. That's at uh, 6000 West Ryan Road in Franklin. And we have four tickets to give away. I'm going to give two packs of two each. Uh, I'll give one two-pack away in the first hour and one two-pack in the second hour. How's that? That sound good to you? That sounds yeah. whatever you want, yeah. Tom. Yeah, okay. We'll give Your these show, away. Buddy. And, uh, okay, we're going to do some that. stuff away. That's good. Canada show. Yep. Yeah, remember years ago we used to have that one guy come in to the show uh, from some the All Canada show. guy? What was his name? He had a, a McCrate, the great McCrate. What? Yeah, you don't remember him? He came in out. He was yeah, here. Yeah, he with would us come in. The in yeah, he'd come in the studio. The great McCrate. And sometimes he would just call in, but there were a few times he was in the studio. The great McCrate. The great. He, does he, he have a resort up there? I don't. He he's an outfitter guide, whatever. But he travels to all the All Canada shows. You know, he's one of their big promoters. You know, he's. Uh, you know, it's like having Al Linder going all the different the shows promoting McCrate. Lindy Rigs. You know, so uh, the great McCrate. Yeah, so. But yeah, he's not Google gonna him. be he's not gonna be calling us this year. So Oh, really? No, but next but next week, uh the guy from um uh, uh, Temple Bay Lodge. Temple Jeff Bay Lodge, yes. He's he's gonna be in town with that show and 
And uh, he maybe wants, we can get he, Jeff in the studio. Well, he wants to go out to uh, breakfast that morning. He wants he to come in the studio. Yeah, next week, come mm. in the studio next week, and then go out to breakfast like he did that one year with us. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we'll have some good stories there. Um, Speaking of stories, so <laughs> you got dumped on up at the estate. Well, you guys are here in the oh, uh, oh. your rain, you know, and I tried calling Ryan. I tried calling Tom Wednesday morning. I got spotty service up there in the in the middle of Douglas County in yeah. the, in the cabin in the woods, and I was going to tell him. You know, I might not be back for Saturday's show because the forecast was that this big storm was going to hit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I'll drive back uh, today, Saturday, instead of Friday. But I I went for it yesterday. I'll tell you what, we got dumped on. Uh, I think some parts just right around the area had like 16 inches of snow. I don't know the exact that we had. It was over 12 inches. Jeez. And when I got up in the morning, it took me about an hour just to try and get all the snow off my truck and get it warmed up and get everything packed up. And then I go to leave down the trail, and I have to come And there's the... no trail! <laughs> well, I'm in four-wheel drive high, Yeah. and I'm, ju- I'm thinking, I'm just going to give her nuts. You know, I'm going right. to hit her through. i got to go out through the trail and then through a farm field. It's the only way to do it, right? Yeah, go, go crazy. And then all of a sudden, I come to a screeching halt because there's trees. Mm-hmm. In the trail, what happened was the snow was so heavy, it bent trees down horizontal, blocking my way. Oh, my god! So then I thought, well, I got a saw in the back of the truck, but it was buried under two feet of snow, and I'm just, my hands are freezing. I'm digging around looking for it. And then I went and just tried to break one of the branches, and they were really brittle. So there I am breaking all these branches, and all the snow's falling down on my head on the back of my mm-hmm. neck, got soaking wet doing it. And then finally, there was still some left, and I thought, you know, there's enough snow on the truck. There's enough snow on those branches where I don't think it'll scratch it too bad. And I wish somebody <laughs> had been up ahead of me 50 yards <coughs> videotaping the Ford F-150, giving her heck, plowing through the trees, oh. snow flying everywhere. Oh, and I man. blasted on through, then I blasted down Miller Road, and that wasn't plowed. And uh, then once I hit Highway 53... I kept her in four-wheel drive and kept her going slow, about 55 miles an hour. That was slow? Yeah, 55, (laughs) 50. There were meatheads past, you know, some some guys. Got to hate those people. They got to, you know, and I've hit black ice, you know. Yeah, Yeah, a few years ago. There was one truck in the ditch. Uh, but then I waited till I finally hit some dry pavement. But let me tell you, it was, uh, it was, the, we got dumped on up there. I did not, uh, I almost had a shot to shoot another deer, Tom. Yeah. So there's a trail that goes right behind the cabin, right? And um, the deer tend to run, there's a field back close that they, they head to that field. So I was thinking, and back from, so I'm thinking, I'm just going to have my crossbow set up out the back window of the cabin. And they can cross, and I can plug one from 50 yards. So I'm looking out the window, looking you know, Friday or Thursday morning, looking at the snow, and there wasn't a single deer track out there. And I thought, I ain't going to see no deer. And then I saw a black squirrel go running so out the front of the cabin window. So I run out the front of the cabin and go running down to try and see if I can chase down that black squirrel. And what do I see? I see deer tracks, running deer tracks. Oh. So what I had done when I'd I'd just gone out the cabin just a little bit earlier to try and shoot a red squirrel, one of those times when I went out the front of the cabin, 
I scared the deer away because oh. it was walking directly to the back of the cabin, and then oh. all of a sudden there's running yeah, tracks yeah. going the other direction. So that was my only chance. Oh. So I thought, well. That happened to my brother Bill one year. Uh, I wasn't up there, uh, but my brothers and some cousins were. I, I don't even know whose cabin it was. But uh, they went out to, the st- uh, out to their hunting areas, and my brother Bill got a stomachache. So he wasn't that far away from the cabin. So he walked back to the cabin, did his business, and as he opens up the front door and comes out, there's a buck at the clearing, you know, I mean, like 30 yards yep, away. Standing there looking at him. <laughs> Take, lifts up his gun and shoots it. <laughs> dragged it, you know, gutted it out, dragged it over, you know, by the cabin, waited till some guys came in at noontime, hung it up. Yeah, he says, yeah, piece of cake, no problem. There it was. <laughs> well, how lucky are Easy. some people. I did see something <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, I went I went across the river, and the river wasn't totally <laughs> Totally froze over, Tom. No. There were some open spots. Really? Yeah. So I had to go down to an area where they took a big two-by-four and whacked the ice. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'll tell the story when oh. we come back. Because okay. you guys are giving okay. me the old break Well, there. just letting you know. That, I don't yeah. like to rush, Tom. I know. It's early in the morning. I know. I'm, I'm too I know. old at this age show, of life. There's no such thing as a clock. I don't like rushing for I know. anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big show doesn't have a clock. I don't know what a clock is anymore. I sometimes, these guys sometimes they have 20 minutes of commercials, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be right back, folks. First break of the day. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to get in touch with us. Stay tuned here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And here we go, rolling on down the highway. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, Tom, can I read a quick announcement here? Is not it too early? A, not if it's the walleye thing. Oh, the, well, not if it's the ice fishing thing. So okay, We're not supposed to do that until the 5th and the 12th. What do you mean we're not supposed to? That was in the email you got. Didn't you read it? No, it th- it said we're supposed to do it then, but it didn't say we're not oh, supposed well, to do yeah. it before. It I mean, not. there's no it's... law against it. Well, the only reason Ron put the fifth and the twelfth because that's because, right before it. Because it's on the nineteenth. Okay, so I'm he wanted leave to leave it. To in... Oh, I don't I'm... need that. No, nope. okay, it right you got it. In... Okay. Got it on the computer. Right. So I'll leave that up to you <laughs> next week. Oh, no. okay. Oh, you can do it. No, I'm not going to do it. No, we're not supposed to. Well, it's not that we're not supposed to. It's just that people forget. Why so stringent? Well, it's just that people forget if Jeez. it's too far ahead of time. People do. If you no, pro- we mention it now, and we mention it again next week and the week after that. Yeah. Well, people, when's the All Canada Show? That's next week. Oh, that's why we're talking about it this way, and that's why we I should have mentioned ma- it last week too. No, we didn't. Because someone that might not be listening this week, but they were listening last week, and they'd know if they were listening last week. We didn't have the advertising money until this week. Boy, you're a pussy guy. I don't, I don't know. Oh, my God. Hey, this is a business. How, how did uh, Soprano say it? This is a business here. Hey, there's something. I'm running a business Tom, here. Tom, you over, over-deliver. I know. You sometimes, ne- a you... Lo- sometimes a little anal. No wonder I'm a that little sports anal. shops failed that you had. <laughs> no No that... wonder. You were... Yeah. You... No, you I didn't actually, put there, the customers first and give them extraordinary service. I did. That was the problem. Too good a service. What do you mean? 
people take advantage of people take advantage of the small bait shops, bait and tackle shops. I'd have people go and they, they would go and buy Danny, uh, let's say a bait casting reel from one of the box stores, right? And they'd get it, and I have the same reel in my shop, but it costs ten dollars more. Well, it costs me more money to buy it than the big bait, you know, box stores. All volume, buddy. So, yeah, so they'd go and buy it someplace else. Then they'd come by me and want me to teach them how to use it, and I'd say no. Go back to the place that you got it from. Ask that gal behind the counter how to use it. But you're cutting off your nose despite your face. I might be, but I because was, I was getting surly them, later on. You show them, and then you say, "Now listen, I appreciate. I know you saved ten bucks, but I appreciate if any time you go to buy what this and that, and the guy's gonna, oh yeah, I'll make sure I come buy bait from you, and half of them will come back." And remember good service. Sometimes. Well, I, I did that. If you tell I, them no, go somewhere I, else, they're never going to hey, come to your shop. They're going to say, that grumpy hey, old guy wouldn't even show me hey, how to use it. I ain't I, going there. I did that in the beginning, you know, would show people, do do that extra stuff, right? Yeah. But towards the end, I was just I was get, just getting taken advantage of, and I it just got, got kind of surly, you know, and I said, no, screw it. I'm not. Or it's like somebody would buy a, a locator, uh, a portable locator, let's say for ice fishing, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they'd buy the kit, but it wasn't set up, you know. All the screws weren't put in and the holes drilled and whatever. It wasn't set up. You'd just buy the whole kit. Uh, I think it was a Vexlar kit with that blue box, you know. Mm -hmm. So they'd go to the box store. They'd get it for less than what I could sell it for. Then they'd come by me and say, hey, can you uh, help me set this up here, you know. You know, take a half an hour out of my time to set it up for them, and I ain't making a nickel off of it, you know. Yeah, so no, sometimes I, I, the small shop. Oh, here's another thing. You should have had you, beer there, like, like I did. Smokies. I did. I'll tell you what. <laughs> but I didn't sell it. Buy there. some beers out of no, the cooler here. Spend some money, and I'll start putting this no. together. Here's the thing, you know. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Okay, you started. You, you to, had me on a uh, on a roll. Started kicking Girl oh, well, Scouts out of your matter. store when doesn't they tried matter. to sell cookies. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it's. Uh, Oh, here, you know, the, the, the small bait and tackle shops, all right? People, People come in there, and then and they'll say, let's say you got rods and reels, right? Yeah. And then let's say it's a $50 rod and reel, and the guy will say, hey, well, this has happened at Smokey's I don't know how many times. What kind of well, deal can you well, give me well, on this? Will you, will you take 40 bucks for it? Will you take 45 you know? I mean, or they're, they're trying to get a deal. You you go to one of the box, go to Fleet Farm or Walmart or wherever, Cabela's, Bass Pro, and try to do people don't ask those people cuz they know they can't do it there you know when they're in a checkout line but you go to the small independent tackle retailer and right away you think oh well here help let's let's you know let's haggle a little bit no there, no well, I, there's no I'm with haggling. you on that I don't like haggling no. I don't like yeah, hagglers that's why I don't like buying and selling anything because anytime you have anything to sell it's no good and anytime someone else is selling something it's gold it's greatest yeah it's the yeah. greatest like when I sold my dad's truck when he died. Mm -hmm. I listed it at such a low price, and sure enough, the girl comes up, and she she tried to haggle. I said, no, that's the price. Yeah. She goes, well, I'll give you cash right now. I don't care. <laughs> cash check, what's the difference? Yeah. I said, we're yeah. going to put it in the bank anyway. I'd prefer not to have cash like that and drive yeah. to the bank. Right. I'd prefer to go to the bank and get a check. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were haggling, and she was nice about it. She she bought she was buying the truck for her dad. Mm -hmm. But the whole haggling thing. Yeah. You were gonna tell us a story. 
Uh, it was something about, was it the snow or? Oh, um, so I went to cross the river onto oh, yeah, the river. 30 acres of land that I haven't, that I own, that I haven't been on yet. And uh, found some nice deer trails over there. It was some incredible rugged territory, though. Oh, my God. Heavy cedar and stuff. Some places you couldn't see further than 15 yards in front of your face. Did you need a machete? I'm thinking, yeah, you'd almost need it. Summertime, you'd probably need yeah. a machete walking through. I'm thinking it'd be a great area to set up a bear, you know, set up a bear bait. Uh, should I get a tag in a couple of years? Of course, I don't know why go across the river when I can set up a bear bait on the cabin side of the river and go through all that work. But the bear's always bigger on the other side of the river. So I look <laughs> I look about a quarter mile down the river, and I see this big black thing laying on the ice. And my first stop thought was, is that a black cougar laying on the ice looking at me? And, well, it wasn't a cougar, but uh, there was open water right in front of it. And uh, in the middle of the river, it was... A giant beaver, just really? huge. Oh, my God, was that thing big. And it looked at me for about a minute or so, and then it just slid on into the river. And years ago, uh, when I was, you know, deer hunting with Dad back many years ago, sometimes you'd sit there and see some of those beavers swimming in the water there. Mm -hmm. And my dad and uncle called them bank beavers. Mm. Bank, B-A-N-K beavers, yeah, because apparently they live in the river bank there. Okay. And I talked to a trapper years ago, and he was like, oh, man, I'd like to come on up and trap those. Now, at one time, beaver was worth a lot of money at one time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the magazine Fur Fish and Game would probably, mm -hmm. you know, tell you. I got to pick one of those up. Mm -hmm. But someday when I retire, if, uh, if I get somebody who's a trapping expert and wants to go up to the cabin to try and get those, and some of those big northern coyotes. There's all kinds of coyote tracks mm -hmm. right by the cabin. And on the river, Tom, all kinds of tracks. Guess what? What? Wolves. Oh. Tracks yeah. everywhere. They're running that oh, yeah. running that ice. That's kind of what made me feel safe about walking across the ice myself. I thought, mm. well, the wolves are running all over it. I can probably If that hundred and fifty pound wolf could go across it, I, I can, can go across it. Take my lean one sixty two point five across. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, all kinds of wolf tracks, uh, a lot of uh, snowshoe rabbits that are coming back. Saw some grouse. So all in all it's a good time up there. Mm -hmm. Uh before uh, when we first started the show we were talking about we got a few minutes before our next break, but we were talking about how the ice disappeared. With the rain this week down here, we had a lot of rain, warmer weather, and ice can forget forget ice fishing around here. Uh, there might be some skim ice, you know, but it's not good. It's not safe. There's there's like honeycomb spots That's out that there. Global warming, Tom. I saw good, polar, I love it. I saw a polar bear dying alongside Highway 83 on my way back. <laughs> <laughs> love that global. Old. Keep it coming, yeah. Get that sun a little closer to us. Anyway, we got to go to a quick break, folks. Coming up next is the gut report. And don't forget, at six four, right after the 645 break, we will be playing the horn schwaggle. there, buddy. Yeah, right get here. My, well, we're going to play the corn schwaggle. And then corn, the, corn, corn schwaggle. I've been corn schwaggled. <laughs> yeah, and it's brought to you by. Heck no, you don't want to get Corn Horn schwaggled. <laughs> no comment. It's brought to you by Carl's Country Market in. Uh, Menominee Falls on Pilgrim and Silver Spring. <laughs> and sometime, maybe right after the gut report, I'll give away a couple of tickets to the All Canada show. We just got to figure out how to give them away.
Maybe maybe we'll put Ryan to work and make him take like the sixty first call. No, definitely we, not doing we, that. Today. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do that to you. I'll, I'll take the first one I see. <laughs> All right, folks, we're gonna be right back. Stay tuned for more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by. Discount Liquor, where you're going to find all your great wines, liquors, beers, whatever, at the best prices possible. Okay, a lot of people talk about and having prime rib for, uh, like, New Year's Eve. But there's a lot of recipes out there on how to make it right, and a lot of people... I, I'll tell you what, first time I made one, I screwed it up big time. Uh, it was raw, because somebody didn't tell me a very important step in the prime rib. Now, I'm going to give you a recipe that's so simple and so easy, and it will come out perfect. First of all... When you have your prime rib, cut the, the, the roast off of the bones and then tie the bones back onto the roast with some butcher string, okay? That's number one. Number two, you leave it sit out. Take it out of the fridge, rub it in salt and pepper, okay? And then leave it sit on the counter, covered, for four to five hours. You got to bring it up to room temperature. That's where I made my first mistake. You got to bring it up to room, room temperature. Number two, then you... Turn your oven on to 500 degrees, right up to the top, 500 degrees. Once that baby's up to 500, you put the, the roast on a, on a you know, tray with, with the uh, whatever you call that thing. Anyway, you put it in the oven, okay? You leave it in there for five minutes a pound. Now, if you've got a five-pound roast, it's 25 minutes. If you have a five-and-a-half-pound roast, 27-and-a-half minutes. Five minutes per pound. Make sure you do those increments, too. Then after that, a lot of time, turn off the oven and do not touch that oven door again. Do not touch it for two hours. After two hours, you can open it up and it'll be a perfect medium rare. Now, if you don't like medium rare, then just leave it in for another 20, 30 minutes, all right, without touching that oven door and leave it in a little bit longer. And, and, and you know, I would test it with my instant read thermometer too. If you want medium rare, you're looking at about 125 degrees. And then, of course, you let it sit a while, let it rest for a good 10, 15 minutes. But if you want it about 130, 135 degrees, just a little bit more cooked, like some people like the ends because they're a little bit more cooked, then just leave it in for, like I said, 20, 30 minutes longer, and it'll be perfect. Trust me, it works. The the gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Good song, Danny. Rock and roll, baby. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed Tom's gut report. Uh, Tom, you got to tell me that stroganoff recipe you were talking about before, though. Oh, the venison one? For our listeners, yeah. Because I gave you some venison steak. (laughs) Yep. So you chop it into, like, little cubes, right? Well, first you take what I did. Okay. Just because we had extra stuff laying around. Extra. See, 
You know, when you when when you're cooking stuff, you can just grab stuff out of the fridge and use things that you might not have used before. Might not be in a recipe, but why not use it up? Okay. I had, took some green pepper, red pepper, uh, onions, celery, cut it up. You know, yeah. small smaller pieces, and I sweated that down in some butter. You know, get it soft. Then I uh, took the venison and just cubed it into like half inch cubes. You know, smaller chunks, yep. and Put that in there in the pan then. The and frying it, pan with yeah, butter. Yeah, with all that other stuff, okay. with all the other stuff. Yeah. And for like two or three minutes. It doesn't take long for the venison. And no. you don't want to get it too cold. Too you overcooked. Don't want, yeah, yeah, right. And uh, after I did that, I add a little salt and pepper, a little garlic powder, and then about a, eh, four ounces of heavy cream. And what a kind little of cream do you use? Heavy cream. Whipping cream. You know, the heavy whipping cream. It comes Whipping in a, cream? You know, well, it's... it's like heavy. you put on pie? No, 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 no. Before the cream turns into cream that you put on a pie, it's called heavy whipping cream. It's a liquid. You've heard of half and half? Yeah. Okay, well, this is full. <laughs> this is, it Where ain't do you half get that a, at? Uh, right in the dairy case. right? You know, it's, and it says heavy whipping cream. Yeah, yeah. And it's like liquid. Yeah, it's a liquid, yeah. It comes, in, a little, it comes in a little pint jars. Yeah, I mean, okay. not jars, but little pint uh, cartons. So you put about four ounces of that in, but then you got to use some cornstarch uh, corn slurry. That's like a teaspoon of cornstarch and a teaspoon of water. Mix that together. You throw that in with it because you want to thicken it up a little bit. Okay. And I'm telling you, it 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 really it, it to make that whole thing takes pro. It takes more to chop. It's longer to chop the stuff up than to make the recipe. You, you know? feed it or sir, have it over noodles. Yeah, then? and if you put it over egg noodles, it's great. Yeah, uh, you know, if you if you're watching your carbs, then don't put it over the noodles. But Put it over egg noodles. It's it's basically a venison stroganoff, yeah. And you can throw mushrooms in there. You know, you can put other things in there that you like. You don't have to just put those things in there. What that if I a guy said. were to just cut up the steaks and brown them and then get some cream of mushroom soup yeah. and throw that in there sure. and then throw that over noodles? Sure, that would work. Another good way of eating Yeah, dinner. You know, the, the thing about cooking, Danny, is that you, you can experiment with things, right? Sometimes the experiments work, sometimes they don't. But sometimes you surprise yourself and go, hey, this is pretty darn good. Speaking you know? of uh, yeah. experimenting and lots of good eats, uh, Carl's Country Market, um, as you guys know, I took my deer there and I gave you some of those barbecue sticks, mm -hmm. which you really loved. Yeah, those are good. Um, but just I'm just going to run this down, the types, of, of the, all the different things you can get your deer uh, made, into, made into. Wild rice and mushroom brats. Breakfast sausage, Italians, hot Italians, smoked Polish, ring bologna, summer sausage, Hungarian summer sausage, jalapeno cheese summer sausage, pepper jack summer sausage, hot pepper jack summer sausage sliced, smoked cheddarwurst, smoked Cajun, snacks, snack ticks, Tex-Mex sticks, jalapeno and cheese sticks, Land, Land Jaeger, what's that, Land Jaeger, uh, L-A-N-D-J-A-E. Jaeger. Lund Jaeger. Jaeger, yeah, Lund Jaeger. Whatever that bacon is. <laughs> and peppered summer log. I so mean, this is out of venison. This is yeah. all the things you can get, Tom. Out of made out of venison. And uh, and then they give the tips right on the back of here. Here's Carl's tips from field to freezer. What to do after you shoot one? Immediately gut the animal. Well, I knew that one. Uh, be sure to remove the bung. <laughs> species <laughs> will affect the flavor of your yeah, steaks. Yeah. yeah. Mm, no kidding. Uh, it's also a carrier for E. coli. Uh, after gutting, rinse the cavity out with clean, cold water. Now, I used to use snow. Yeah. There was snow. Snow's but then, good. Uh, 
but then I've talked to some people who don't think getting water or any kind of stuff on the meat is good anyway, and they just use paper toweling to try and reach in, wipe it mm. down. Uh, bring it to the butcher as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah, so it, it kind of gives you those, those it suggests, suggestions. It says, when leaving sausage in the refrigerator, leave it loosely wrapped so it can breathe. If not done like this, the moisture will be trapped and mold will form and grow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so you got to keep it so you can't just seal it up in yeah. plastic. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Well, one of my friends went out and bought one of those, uh, what do you call those things where you vacuum, a vacuum yeah. sealer? And, uh, yeah, he, he's using that this year to seal up all his venison. Well, one thing it says right along those lines, it says if you have any vacuum packages that you use, it says use any loose ones first. Right. Loose packages have a poor seal, and these packs can get freezer burned if not used in a timely manner, fashion. Properly wrapped meat will last 6 to 12 months in your freezer. Now, I've had venison that my brother had, you know, shrink-wrapped, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. That's boats. Yeah, Vacuum know. sealed yeah. uh, the, from two years ago, yeah. and it was fine. Yeah, the the rule of thumb is six months for fish, 12 months for meat. That's a rule of thumb. But if they're vacuum-packed, oh, man. Well, you can actually— A couple years. I think you can actually— un- Look at it and tell yeah, whether you it's, can tell if it's good, if or, it's not. good yeah. or not, right? It kind of oh, starts yeah. to get kind of freezer burned. Yep. It kind of starts to yep. fade in color. It gets mm-hmm. kind of a grayish color. Yep, yep, yep. You don't want that stuff. No. Yeah, that's stuff well, it probably want. wouldn't make you sick. Probably just would, wouldn't taste well. <laughs> it just wouldn't taste right. Yeah, because I don't think it, it can, you know, form some disease-causing bacteria yeah. in the refrigerator. Hey, let me do this real quick. I said I would do this. I want to do it right now promises, for our, promises, for our Tom. early listeners. if you're interested in going to the All Canada Show. Ryan will take the third caller. How about that, Ryan? All Canada Show. Third third caller will get two tickets to the All Canada Show. Just give Ryan your name and address, and I will mail these out. Uh, I'll mail them out on Monday. You should have them by Wednesday, and the All Canada Show starts on Thursday. So I think it's Thursday. Yes, Thursday. So you'll have it. 799-1250 is the phone number. 799-1250 is the phone number for the All Canada Show tickets. Uh, and we also need a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. So tell Ryan if you want to be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. So wait. Matter- you can get them both as mad. You could be a contestant for the Hornswoggle and Wait get a the second. See, that's all. Wait a second, Tom. No, uh, we got to spread the wealth around, Okay, dude. we'll spread the wealth. We got. We need one contestant for the horn swaggle. Make up your mind what you're calling yep. for. Yeah, man, I'm going to eat. What's that? There. What did you do? I'm bigger than you. I'm higher than the food Is this chain. Ryan, our, our, our rookie producer belly. here? I think Ryan pressed the wrong this button. First anyway. rodeo, pal. Yeah, so like that. So we need a caller for the horn swaggle. Brought to you by Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls on Pilgrim and Silver Spring. We also need. Uh, a winner for the All Canada Show tickets. We'll be right back with more. Well, you got him double taken.
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. Any hunting and fishing reports, give us a call, 799-1250. If you just went through the ice, don't call us. Call 911. <laughs> and uh, now we have our Hornswoggle segment here. Uh, we got a lucky contestant there. We do. We do. Tom, what's his name? George, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Uh, you gave me the oh, slip. Oh, sorry. George from yep, Greenfield. Yes. Hi, George. All right. Hi, how are you? Doing good, good sir. Okay, <clears throat> so you know how this works. If I'm if I'm uh, pulling your leg, it's a horn schwaggle. Uh, if yep. uh, if I'm not pulling your leg, then you just say no horn schwaggle. So here we go. Um, the uh, there are many th- three hundred magnums. There's uh, that have come out. Uh, there's the short magnums. There's the uh, uh, ultra mag magnums. The what three hundred Weatherby magnum. But the original 300 Magnum was the plain old 300 Winchester Magnum. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? No Hornschwaggle. No, that's a Hornschwaggle. It was the 300 H&H Magnum was the original oh. Super 30. Okay. The old African rifle. Okay. That's right. Yeah, you remember, right. It was an old African rifle. Okay, smallmouth bass. Smallmouth bass. Tom's a big bass expert, as you know. He loves bass. Smallmouth bass love weeds, but not rocks. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? No hornschwaggle. They like rocks. So that would be a hornschwaggle is what you meant. Right. Because I said smallmouth yeah. love weeds, but don't like rocks. So that's Hornswoggle. So we'll give you credit. Okay. That's confusing on the Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. Okay, this is it. This is the rubber match question. The uh, Savage Model 99, the venerable lever action Savage Model 99 and 300 Savage has accounted for many a whitetail in the United States. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? That is no Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. All right. Okay, good job. So you're a winner on that. My Uncle Don used to shoot big deer with the old 300 Savage. One time my brother jumped a giant buck by the river and it's running up the hill and he heard my uncle bang, bang, his cool hearing that lever and he nailed that. I had one of them one time and I sold it and I kicked myself ever since. Never should have sold that, man. That's just a classic rifle. And, you know, you can find them, but they don't go cheap in the gun stores. So, right. Any, anyway, we'll send you over. I'll get this mailed out to you. Uh, we'll send you over to Carl's with the $10 gift certificate. That's the good news. Probably the bad news is once you get in there, you'll probably spend, you know, $100 with all the stuff in there. It's also good. So uh, right. don't go there when you're hungry. Yeah. So, right. Thanks, George. Yeah. Happy New Year, George. Yeah. Bye now. Thank you, guys. Take okay, care, man. Bye now. Bye. Yeah. The Hornschwaggle was brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages and everything meat and more. At Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. And they do have prime ribs there. Lots of them. Anyway, hey, Danny. Yeah. We have a new DNR secretary. Did you know that? You know, I almost was going to call Tony up and say, hey, uh, Tone, why, uh, you know, I got a lot of experience there. You know, I'm in education. You were an educator. How about giving me a job in the DNR? Yeah. Well, anyway, our new DNR guy, uh, you know, is uh, Preston Cole of Milwaukee. He's spent a lot of time in in the DNR and the boards and whatever. He's done a lot of. He, he's been involved in all this. For, I heard he's for many a good years. guy, but he's yeah. not really a hunter or fisherman. I don't. Think. I I don't know that much, but you know, to tell you the truth, uh, I don't know if you have to be. It's always nice if you are, but. Well, don't you think that if somebody could come at it from 
and actually, actually, you know, like a, a consumer's yeah, pers- perspective, yeah, you'd yeah. have a little bit better understanding as far as opposed to just making bureaucratic decisions. Yeah, right. And that's, well, that's a, a, a lot of what they have to do. But let, let, let's just hope that he can do with what no other DNR secretary or any politician has ever done. Please you. No. And make make ev- you happy. Make, make everybody happy. Nobody can, no politician can make everybody happy. You know, there are some people that are going to get upset about this, that, or whatever decision. But let's just hope that uh, they keep doing what they've been doing. The DNR has been doing a great job, so let's hope they keep keep it up. And let's was hope- there always a secretary for the DNR? I don't know if there always has been through the years. I don't know. I don't know. Like, does there have to be a grand poobah in charge? I don't Wouldn't know. you just have a board at the top? Well, they do have a, a board that... Yeah, but they don't listen to them. I think they but, just listen. I know I, they don't listen to the guys in the field. Yeah, The right. guy's actually I, down doing it. They're scared to say anything lest they get fired. Right, Or at least yeah. under the previous yeah. administration. Right, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but there is a, a board that advises, you know, the DNR secretary. So, well, let's hope that Preston Cole... Well, maybe Al Shook can get the guy to right come in on in here. You know, we had the assistant yeah. last year, but mm-hmm. now that Walker's out, does that mean all those people are gone and, and it's a whole new regime from... I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I'm not really all that involved, you know, in the politics like, like Al Shook is. At, He's yeah. really involved in that stuff. I, you know, we just read the stuff, well, you, you know, re- I read the stuff that I read in uh, Wisconsin Outdoor News, you know. You're retired. You ought to run. Yeah, right. Why don't you get, get no. you on the, no. on the board there? No, I wanted to be an alderman in my area, and my wife said, "No, no, no, you ain't gonna do that." Why not? <laughs> Newbauer would be easy to fit on a sign. Sure, Newbauer for alderman. Mm, yeah, you know what those signs are good for, though? Those uh, political starting signs? fires. No, uh, <laughs> shooting targets. Oh, yeah, there you go. When targets. the election is over, targets. my dad used to collect those. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, because you yeah. can just take yeah. them on out to the yeah. old. Farm field or sand pit, uh, yeah. wherever you're shooting safely, and stick yeah. them in the ground. Yeah. And like in Newbauer, for example, if like this is how we used to sight in. The B, my dad. the round circle. Exactly. Of the B. Yeah. Okay, Dan, you're gonna shoot at the N. Okay. okay? My brother Tim gets the B. <laughs> Pop shoots at the R. Okay. That Got was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was our scientific method of. Yeah, they, Dad they, was they way too smart signs. to spend ten cents for a target. Yeah, right. Heck, no, he'd get it. No, no, no. He's good. good yard signs. You would have liked my dad. He's yeah. kind of like you. Shrewd knows how to save a buck. <laughs> shrewd, I like that. Shrewd. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Speaking me. of save a buck, Tom, I got this. I wanted to show this to you. I brought it in. Uh, it's the. Uh, WTA, Worldwide Trophy Adventures, preferred partner of Cabela's okay. here, right? Okay. Okay. So these hunts, I don't know what I did wrong in life as far as <laughs> not making money. Um, well, maybe I made it. I just spent it all like a maniac. Uh, Alaska brown bear hunt. Oh, here's a good one starting at 29500 oh Plus license and tags. Now, Holy that doesn't include moly. your... Airfare and the handling once you shoot it and the taxidermy fees. Oh yeah, twenty nine thousand five hundred. Wow. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So that gives you an idea of what a bear hunt 
Now, and that probably doesn't include your air flight, your your transportation no, to of and from wherever it is you're going. Heck no. Now, oh my now here if you want to, but here, here's, this makes, this is a bargain. And see, if you don't want to bear heck with it, you can take a none of what muskox and muskox hunt. Oh, it only starts at 13,800 plus the 5% tax. Uh, caribou, here's a Mackenzie Mountains caribou, 12,500 plus 5%. So... Yeah, start saving your money, guys. Is uh, all I got to say. Do muskots taste good? I mean, can you? I mean, well, I don't know. Do they eat Tom? Good? I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't you do a muskox recipe for our uh, uh, hornschwa? I mean, hornschwa. Uh, I've got report next. I'd week. have to get some muskox. You got a caller that we can take real quick, <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Norman is on the line. Norman's yeah. on the line. All right. Good morning, Norman. Hey. How you doing? Okay. What's up? Oh, no, we were talking about muskox. It tastes pretty close to moose, I'll tell you that much. Oh, really? you've, you've had them before, huh? Yeah, I shot a big one of, uh, in, what, about five years ago, I guess. Really? Wow. Where, where was that? I was up at uh, Victoria Island, up in uh, none of it. Well, really? that's what I'm wow. looking at. That's what I was looking at. It says none of it, muskox, and combination hunts. And uh, it looks like spring hunts, it said, were sled by snowmobile, fall hunts, ATV. How exactly were you hunting? Um, where I was, the only actual uh, caribou up there were uh, peri caribou, which is a little bit smaller yeah. than the, the barren grand. But uh, I huh. hear those taste good, the caribou. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite to eat, uh, uh, meat to eat, that's for sure. Caribou. Now, with the muskox, did you use rifle or bow? I shot it with a bow. You did? Wow. Yep, 55 that's, yards. I was going to say that... Uh, it's, I mean that. I mean they they're pretty shaggy, right? A lot of fur and and thick uh, skin. They're about thirteen to fifteen inches of hair, and uh, they got a real thick and then a, I mean a real thick uh, wool under that. So uh, I had to pick a particular broadhead that was going to make it through all the hair, and then I had to go through some real heavy bone, possibly. So yeah, um, that's what uh, I, I was saying. Chis- I had needed a, you know a real good chisel point to get in there. Wow. So I'm guessing. So wow. you didn't use a mechanical broadhead; you used a fixed. <laughs> and now mechanical broadhead's the last thing you want to put on your bow. Yeah, <laughs> a, uh, yeah, 50, fifty-five yards. You you got it, huh? Yeah, I got it fifty-five. Yeah. A good wow. long shot. Now, what do you do? Is it spot and stock, or is it just weight? That- no. Um, the area that I was hunting, it's it's just straight, straight rubble. It, it looks like a nuclear holocaust. Uh, there's not a tree. There's not a nothing there. Okay. And these animals have got actually no place to hide. So you drive around in a boat and uh, you spot the, a herd, and then you stock them up and uh, try and you know pick out the the best one that's there and and then harvest them. Can they be dangerous? Yeah, ours charged us twice before I finally got them. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. I wasn't that nervous about it because I had a gun there with my uh, as a backup. But uh, my guide I had, who was a great guide, I, I think he had a few bad experiences because he kept running. <laughs> <laughs> That's not he was good. A lot when the faster guide is than right. I was, so I was a little bit. Hey, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good story. Hey, we got to go to our update. Thanks for calling with that. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm with the All Canada Show. Oh, oh you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, uh, yeah, we've been talking about it. What and, uh, uh, what booth are you going to be at there? I'm I'm not going to be at the show. I'm just doing their their uh, media promos for them. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, that's cool. Well, that's great. Yeah, we've been talking about them. We give away a couple tickets. We're going to give away a few more tickets in this next hour. And uh, everybody will be uh, going down there. I hope you have a big turnout. 
Yeah, we had a. Uh, we always get a good showing anywhere we go in, uh, you know, Wisconsin. And Milwaukee's a big, you know, hunting fishing area, so we always have some real good, interesting shows there. Let me ask you: Is the balance uh, going to be fifty-fifty hunting fishing, or does it lean one way or the other? Oh, it's uh, very easily eighty percent fishing and twenty percent hunting. Okay. Uh, most of the hunts that are offered uh, at the shows are uh, a little bit less expensive. They're uh, black bear. Uh, moose, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, migratory birds, and there's a few caribou hunts. Uh, when you get into the, the muskox and the polar bear hunts and that, they're pretty well exotic hunts, and uh, as you can see, the prices are a little bit different than the so, bear hunt. So if a guy shops around, you can still maybe find a halfway's reasonable moose hunt or something? Uh, it definitely is. Uh, if you're going into, like, um, northwestern Ontario and yeah. uh, southern Manitoba, you have a very reasonable uh, you know, moose hunts and stuff like that. When you get into the fly-ins, obviously it's more expensive to fly all that equipment in, but it's like anything else. There's less pressure on the animals, and uh, so the hunt uh, may be better, but uh, or better chances, I'd say. But uh, you, you can get some very good moose hunting in in, in northwestern Ontario. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, appreciate and, it. And good luck at the show. Okay, thank you very much. We'll thank you, again. you. And thank now you. it is time for the 704 update <laughs> with Ryan Orvat. Take it away, Ryan. Well, actually, we're going to hear from Mike Clemens, a nice little Packer report. He's got some good information for you guys. Now, a green and gold update. Here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Lions. Sunday at noon, the Packers coming off that 44-38 overtime win against the Jets. Packers head coach Joe Philbin on what he told the players about this week's game against Detroit. You know, they'll never regret finishing the season strong. I said, you know, guys, you probably, five years from now, you're not going to probably remember the score of the Jets game. But you'll remember the feelings you had in the locker room. And it didn't matter and I thought the Jets team played their butts off. You know, it didn't matter what the team's record was. You know, it's still, you know, an awesome opportunity to go out there and compete. Lions head coach Matt Patricia will coach his first game here at Lambeau Field. Big week for us, Green Bay. Obviously going up there, coming off big win for them down with the Jets. You know, it looks like obviously offensively they're operating on all cylinders. Quarterback played really well. Uh, Jamal Williams in there at the running back position. Handled the majority of the snaps. Uh, was able to kind of get that run game going. Wide receiver Randall Cobb will become a free agent and could be playing his last game in a Packers uniform. Aaron Rodgers had high praise for Cobb, who was asked what that meant to him. Uh, it means a lot. I've loved playing with him, and uh, he's, he's my quarterback. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he'd like to win one more game for Joe Philbin. You know, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces in the offseason, so we're just going to try and finish up the right way with another win. For Joe, give Joe the best chance moving forward, you know, end it uh, at home in front of our fans the right way. For more team coverage, go to 1057fmthefan.com. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, welcome to the second hour here on the Skipper Buds. 
Cutting Edge Outdoors. We do appreciate you sticking through this. Uh, my name is Tom Newbauer. He's Dan Bush, and Ryan Horvath is sitting in today for Nick Bodie. Special shout-out to the police officers out there, the first responders, our service people. We appreciate you out there working hard during the holidays to keep us safe. You bet. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. And if you want to get be a part of the show, and you got any questions or comments or want to brag about a fish or whatever, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Bushy, you got a card there. Got a card here. I just want to give a special shout out, Tom, because we we're talking about businesses yeah. that are people friendly. Uh, I get a card every year. It's from the Beach Harbor Resort in Sturgeon Bay. Oh. Which is a little hidden gem. In mm-hmm. fact, I heard about this place in it, one of the spots that you hear a lot of wisdom and lots of knowledge has been passed, of course, sitting on a bar stool. Some guy says, You go up there. Well, there's a little resort. It's right on the ship canal. Mm-hmm. You can launch your boat right there. And I said, really? I'd never heard of it. And it's a nice little place. And uh, I've stayed there several times. You can launch and come back in at night. Um, tournament guys kind of know about it. I've seen some boats there one time when I drove up and a bass tournament was going on. But uh, they're very reasonable. They got a nice little bar and restaurant attached to it kind of like a family-run operation, and they send a Christmas card every year. How about that? It says, enjoy the holidays, and they'll have a, uh, a free drink card in here mm-hmm. and a $10 off uh, certificate for a room rental. Well, that's nice. Yeah, see, that's, see, that's marketing. That's business, Tom. I'll bet yeah. Tom Newbauer's Sports Shop, would you send him a lump of coal? <laughs> bet you never spent, you never uh, sent any minnow buyers any cards, buddy. Actually, I did send Christmas cards <laughs> out got, to, to the vendors. You they'd, know, to the they'd take your minnows and you say, "Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, buddy." Uh, you ever, you know, I had people want to bring back minnows. You know, and you know they'd go fishing for the day and they would say, "I only used half of them, so can well, I get my money them. back for they'd, the other no. half?" Yes, no night crawlers too. They wanted their money back every now and then. Were some, these guys ninety years old they, or they, something? No, and, grew up and in the depression, and they and, wanted their money back. Yeah, they they'd go out, they'd buy a dozen nightcrawlers, they'd come back towards the end of the day. They said, "I only use six. Can I get half my money back?" I said, "Get out of here." <laughs> well, there I don't blame you. There, I, there I'd be, Mister Grumpy, right beside oh, you, buddy. God. Hey, I got open, and I got yeah. I got another another gift here. I just picked yeah. this up on the way out today. Yeah, what's that? This is from uh, my. Uh, Good friend Sandy Flaster, the doctor, uh, retired doctor from yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Dr. Sandy, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Sandy has caught probably at least two dozen muskies with me over the years, and I look forward to trying to get him on some smallies this summer uh, up in Door County. But he sent me a Christmas present. And you're going to open it up yeah, live on the show. Live on the show here. There All we right, go. here what we is go. It here? An inflatable life raft. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's hope that it's an inflatable life raft and not one of those other inflatable things. Had to open it so <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh, har har har! Uh, funny yeah, guy. Yeah, it looks like uh, maybe there's a shirt inside there. It's from S- Salt Bandits. Salt Over here, bandits. the Salt Band in Delray Creek, Florida. Oh. It's probably... Uh, I know you were wishing it was food, Tom, that I could share. No, oh, is this no. a cool shirt? Check this that? out. It's a Salt Bandits Performance. Check out this shirt. 
Looks like a fish. Looks it's like got it. scales on it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, this this yeah, is real that's, cool. That's different. Yeah. It's got a fish on each arm, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Salt like Bandit's Performance Offshore Gear. Wow. Oh, must be that wicking type of material that wicks the, the moisture off of your body and into the shirt. Probably. Yeah, it's like uh, everybody's wearing those Huck shirts yeah. now. And, yeah, this is the kind of fancy fishing shirts all the pros are wearing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah. have to get... See, you need one of those. Well, I got I to gotta yeah. get rid of my sodbuster flannel. Yeah, you need one of and, those. And, uh, you know, move on in life. But, yeah, thank you, Dr. Sandy, if you're listening online down there. But he's probably not. Yeah. He's golfing if, right now. Yeah. If people Sarasota. are trying, if people are trying to call us right now, Ryan had a run out of the studio for a minute, so hmm. he'll be he'll be back. Is he got so, some stomach he, problems? No, I don't know. He just had to go out and do something. You so. know, I had that problem. Business. I had that problem last night from about two <laughs> oh, o'clock no. till I left. Yeah, I was oh. going back and forth so much. I thought I was part of a mini series there or something. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. Well. I know a lot of people just can't wait to get back out in the ice. Several people I know are going north where they've got better ice. Now, I'm sure they, they had a lot of rain, I guess. Uh, I mean, maybe somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard it was up by Rhinelander. They had a lot of rain and uh, in other points north. But they had a lot of ice already, up like up where Dennis is at the right. Boulder Junction connection. They had a lot of ice already. So uh, people going north, yeah, they're fine. But around here, oh, no, no, no. Ice is bad around here. <laughs> it rained pretty hard. You weren't here the other day, but it was. It rained pretty darn hard. We got a lot of rain on Friday. I think we got, did we get rain on Thursday too? I, I can't remember. But anyway, and we've had warmer than normal temperatures, you know, in the 40s. So that ice wasn't looking good. But here's an interesting fact, though. Okay. Before it got real bad, the ice got real clear, okay, where you, you can see down. If you're, yeah. if you're in four or five feet of water, you yeah. can see the fish underneath kinda you. kind of cool. Yeah. Well, this one guy I was talking to, he was in a certain, I'm not going to say exactly where and all that, but he said he was walking along by the shoreline, not on the shore, but he's on the ice. And he said, and in these sandy areas and uh, sandy, mucky areas along the shoreline, these bass were just under the ice and maybe about a foot of water and and maybe a foot or two of water okay. and they're just yeah. under the ice and they're laying there pointed towards shore their faces were pointed towards the shore and they were r- real close to the shore and he says oh i wonder what they were doing there well i says well it's probably it might be for food you know cuz you know how frogs and salamanders will come and burrow underneath the muck in that you know in the fall Maybe they were trying well, to root a few It's a known fact that know. they always will point north, just like uh, moss on a tree. <laughs> if you get lost, if you can get on some ice and look, whatever direction the bass are pointed, yeah. their heads are pointed north. Is that right? Known I fact. don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good hornswoggle question. <laughs> well, listen, we got to go to a quick break, folks. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, all you can always give us a buzz at 799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Now, coming up next, we are going to play the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Great place to uh, eat and drink and play games. And by the way, they do not have pool tables in there right now. 
just to remind people. But they got a lot of TVs for all those great sporting events. Sure, there were at least 10 guys getting in their car right now, yeah, Tom, going to go to play, play pool. pool. Well, I don't think Curly's is open yet. But anyway, we need a, uh, a person to play the NFL football picking contest. You will win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's, Curly's Waterfront, Waterfront Pub. Pub. Yeah, so we'll be right back with more. 799. Yeah, we're hot. Hey, Danny, we need uh, we need another caller, 799-1250, to play the NFL football picking contest. Yeah, your rules are if you've won in the last... Like eight weeks. Yeah, you can't use a different address with a different name. We will catch you. Or the you. same yeah. address with a different name. Yeah, we, 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 I keep a list and I check. I'm like Santa Claus. He's got I, the names and addresses. I check it twice. And just to make sure, folks, that, yeah, if you've won a lot here, see, we want to give other people chances to win to go to our well, sponsors' places. Well, the sponsors places. don't want one person walking in with five gift cards for right, the same place. Exactly. They wanna, there's a reason they want to expose their, you know. Their we business. have all your addresses. Your yes. business so no to other, other people. Yeah, so, got all yeah, that stuff. We want to keep it on the up and So we need uh, a contestant for the football picking contest. Stu Collar number three. Number Caller three? number three, seven okay. nine nine twelve fifty. Or, if yeah, you haven't won in the last month, yeah. you'll get a note. nice ten dollar gift certificate to oh. Curly's Waterfront Pub right. on Pewaukee Lake. Great place to go to, and uh, give it a shot, Ryan. See who's see who we got. All right, and uh, we're going to be speaking of Curly's some Waterfront games. Pub, Tom. Yeah. Even though they're down the road, I know how you hate me announcing anything more than what? two weeks in advance. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, no, but no, I don't. I'm to get my head chopped off over here by mentioning that Curly's is going to have ice fisheries. Typically, they start right around the middle of January. Every every week. And pretty every much weekend. every Saturday, yeah. they've got the, of course, our favorite is the Pewaukee chapter of Walleyes for Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Normally Lunkers, I think, mm-hmm. Fins and Feathers, Badger Sportsman's League. There's a whole yeah. slew of them. Every and week. Uh, if you go out, I got to swing by anyway and uh, to get some info on their new specials. But normally they have a poster up right at Curly's about yeah. this time of year showing when they have yeah. The stuff. Yeah, and what's nice there, uh, it's just kitty corner from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, which, of course, we're not open. We're closed now. Okay, we're closed. But they've got a landing right there. It's the boat launch, right? But you can park there. You can walk out from there. You can take your snowmobile, ATV, whatever. Or when the ice is thick enough, just drive out onto the ice from there. So, yeah, that's it's pretty nice, you know. And then when you get hungry, you just come into Curly's. You do all the, you know, the raffles and everything and uh, have some food. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Okay, we got... Uh, Jim Lombardo. I wonder if this is our good friend Jim Lombardo from Bell Ambulances. Let's find out. Jim, good morning. Hi, how you doing, boys? Is this is this Jim from uh, Bell Ambulance? America's guest in the flesh. Yay, oh, how about that? Right. Hey, hey, you know, I want to thank you for that stuff you sent last year, the Kringles. That was awesome. Thank you, Jim. You know, well, I got news. I got news for you, Tom. You were sent them this year too, so somebody must have accepted them. Yeah, we we didn't get any this year. 
Somebody Someone stole, stole your the Somebody Kringle? stole the Kringle at, at the station? <laughs> yeah, that happens, okay. Jim. You got porch pirates in the station. Yeah, we probably do. Hey, you know, well, you know my son, Andrew. Yeah, he, he caught me one day in the kitchen. He said, you know my father. Yeah. I didn't know that was your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been working for you guys for quite a while. And, uh, well, you know, he had that bad car accident, so he can do the overnight dispatching, but he really wants to get on the streets again, you know. And well, uh, But he's, I, I, yeah. I, I wish him the best because we need everybody on the streets we can. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for a job, give us a call. Yeah, Bell Ambulance, best around. You better believe it. What yeah. do you guys pay? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, we got Ryan, who's constantly, you know, he's screwing up back here all the time anyway, so maybe we can get him an application. Yeah, get rid of me. All right. Well, Jim, you're here to play the NFL football picking contest, so we're going to take leave it over to Ryan now. He's going to give us the games and the spreads. Here we go. It's only going to be right. a couple games because right. everybody's playing each other this week. Right. Uh, so we got the Bears and the Vikings, and the Vikings are five-and-a-half-point favorites in Minnesota. Who do you like there, Jim? I think the Vikings are going to crush the Bears because they need the game, you know, to get into the playoffs. The Bears are secured already, and the Rams are playing at the same time. And once the Rams put up some points against the 49ers, the Bears are going to yank everybody and say, see you next week in Chicago to the Vikings. I I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Smart man. I'm going with what he said. (laughs) Okay. So we got Jim with Vikings, you with the Vikings. Ryan, who do you like? Actually, what he just said. Yeah. I completely agree. Yep. And then we got the Lions and the Packers, and the Packers are eight-point favorites. And uh, give me the Lions plus eight. I hate to say it. Oh. They ain't blowing anybody out. I don't think so. I mean, it took them Jim, who do you like? You like the Packers? You know, the Packers are going out this year. You know, this will be their swan song. Rodgers, they're going to leave Rodgers in for quite a while. You're taking a dome team out and putting him in the cold in Green Bay. The fans, whoever's going to be there, are going to be up for the Packers. I really think they're going to cover, but I worry about a backdoor cover in a game like this. Yeah, that's true. You sound like a betting man. <laughs> backdoor <laughs> cover. <laughs> oh, big term. Big terms there. It's called a betting degenerate. Yeah, you and you and my friend, a no-name bookie, would get along great. <laughs> I'm sure I know who he is. Yeah, you probably do. Huh. Anyway, yeah. uh, you anyway, do these two so, college football playoff games or not? Yeah, we can do those yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Danny, do you like Packers or Lions? Uh, Lions. Oh, the. Packers for yeah, sure. Me it's going to be and everybody yeah. will be thinking a big win. Like, oh, we're going to be great next yeah. year. Oh, Rogers threw four touchdown passes yeah. in a meaningless game. Yeah. So what? Hey, yeah. it's fun to watch. I like to watch it. Okay, now we got a couple of big college games today. We'll do the uh, two college football playoff games. We got the Cotton Bowl, where Notre Dame is a twelve-point underdog to Clemson. Give me Notre Dame plus twelve. And what do you like, Jim? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Also, the suspensions for Clemson are going to hurt them, and I think that quarterback from Notre Dame is going to throw a lot of short, quick passes to keep that defense on their heels, and yeah. I think they can cover the 12. Yeah, I, th- I, I think they might not win, but they're going to keep it close, I think. I think Notre, Notre the, the Fighting Irish, the Golden Domers, are going to win the game. Yeah, well, outright. I'm, outright. I'm going. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Let's take too. the money line. Throw a hundred and make four hundred. Yeah, Yay. right. There you go. All right, we got uh, Oklahoma yeah, and money. Alabama. Jim, you'd like uh, Ryan <laughs> easy too. Money. Yeah, I, I like this Jim guy. It's easy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama's fourteen point favorites tonight over Oklahoma. I'm going to go Alabama. Jim, who do you like? Alabama's going to crush this team. Yeah. Uh, Saban has done nothing but told and look. That guy won the uh, Heisman over our guy. Let's show our guy what we think of him. And also, I would play the over on uh, Alabama as a team. Yeah, side. they're 
you know, Oklahoma might score points, but but Alabama is just going to roll over them. I mean, Oklahoma has no defense. Period. Period. Let's go with Alabama. Definitely, they're going to do it. Well, Jim, I will be sending out this ten dollar gift certificate. Gift certificate because all you got to do is either tie us or beat us, and uh, that's real easy to do here. <laughs> All right. That's really All right, guys. I love right. listening on Saturdays. I get up purposely just to listen to you. Hey, well, thank right. you very Thanks. much, Jim. Appreciate God bless. it. Happy Talk New to Year. you later. Right. Yeah, Happy New Year, Jim. Bye now. That was Jim Lombardo from Bell Ambulance. Bell Ambulance. Yeah. Thank those first responders. Um, also, um, name, I was thinking about this, name some great quarterbacks from Alabama. Tua. No, not the rig, not the one guy. Uh, Joe Namath. That's all I got. Yep. Wasn't AJ Joe McCarron. Name another one. Joe Namath. Ryan uh, Bartlett Starr. Oh, that, yeah. How could I forget Bart Starr, that? Joe Namath. Did you see that picture of uh, of Starr and Tua and Jalen Hurts together? It was kind of cool, actually. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he went and visited, and they had all three of them in a yeah. picture together, and, which is uh, kind of cool. Bart Starr, I believe, actually, when he was at Alabama, I think he was also their punter. And I think yeah, he, I think, I think so. he yeah. even led the yeah. NCA in punting one year. Yeah. But then he, he with a plus forty something average, so he was, he wasn't just Pretty any good. any stiff. Uh, other great quarterbacks from there were some. Uh, did Tony Eason go to Alabama? I don't or, know. I don't know. Uh, it seems seems to me there was an AFC quarterback for either the Chargers or the Jets or somebody that know. was also a. You know, a lot of lot of good quarterbacks have yeah. come from Alabama. Yeah. Ken the, Stabler, those are good. Yeah, yeah that's the, snake. the guy. There that's we go. the guy I was thinking of, and yeah. I couldn't think of his name. I'm thinking in my head, left-hander, left-hander, mm-hmm. left-hander. Think yeah. about that, though. That's three yeah. legendary names right yeah. there. Well, that's those are two good games that are going to be on. Uh, one of them's all at three four, of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. The I first believe. one's on at four o'clock, right? The Notre three Dame game. Three o'clock our time. Three o'clock our time. Yeah. Notre Dame game. Yeah. And then the other one is seven. Seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some good football games that are going to be on. Then there's one at 11 a.m. Michigan's playing Florida, which is kind of a nice little appetizer. Yeah, that's right. How yeah. did uh, Michigan end up the year? Uh, what was their record? They were pretty good, but they got clobbered by Ohio State, so they yeah. ended up. So that knocked them out of the championship yeah. kind yeah. of oh, contention. Yeah. Yeah. Is Ohio State still in the top four for that bowl no, championship? No, 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 no. no they these are. are the, these they are the top five. four. These are the top four teams playing. Right now, the ones that we just see how you see how close about. I've. They finished five. They're yeah. right there. All right now, uh, during this break, I'm, we're going to be giving away two more tickets to the All Canada Show during the break. So all you got to do is call seven nine nine twelve fifty. Talk to Ryan. He'll take one of the callers. I don't know first, second, third, whatever, but he'll grab one of, one of the callers. If you already won two, you can't call again. Yeah, if you've already won two, don't call again. <laughs> so we got two more tickets to give away to the All Canada Show that starts next week, Thursday, and runs through Sunday. So seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want those tickets, we are Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. All right.
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you have an ice fishing report. Um, Tom, prior to the ice going out, did you hear any reports in the last week of any good fishing people out on the ice yes. getting anything? Yes. Well, here we go. We got three emails. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is from Ray. Hi, guys. I just heard you talking about vacuum sealing meat. We just made an oven-roasted beef brisket that was vacuum sealed on April 5th, 2016. It was tender and tasty. Those sealers really work. Thanks for your show from Ray. Thanks, Ray. I guess they really work from 2016. It's two years ago. Uh, Okay, and then we got one from Sturgeon Bay. Let's see. This is from... uh, Oh, this is from Michael. He wants to know, hi, what is the name of the hotel restaurant you mentioned this morning? That's up in Sturgeon Bay, right on the shipping canal. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thanks for writing, Mike. Um, uh, what was the name of it Beach again? Harbor. Beach Harbor. Okay. you got. Hold that? on. Let me check the card again. Okay. He's going to check the card again real quick, but it's Beach Harbor. Yeah, that, that sounds right, Danny. And then... And we kind of, okay, and then we got we got an email from uh, Ron Heidenreich, and he said the caller at 7 was the great McCrate from the All-Canada Show. See, I thought so. I thought so. And well, uh, well, so, but, well, we did, Ron, but I wish you would have said something. Well, I said to Tom after we hung yeah. up, I said, wait a second, that wasn't the one guy you were talking about. And Tom goes, no, think, no. And then Tom goes, wait, wait a, a second. Minute. What was his first name again? Norm? I yeah, said Norman. Norm you go, McCrate. And you go, yeah. no, he was Norman McCrate. Yeah. So I'm blaming Tom, Ron, because I'm sure you must have told him no. that he was going to call in. No, he didn't. And if he did. And I was I, gone. I, I haven't I even remember. checked my email yet since yeah. I got back. So. No, but uh, that was the great McCrate. Yeah. If, if we would have known it you was some him. Some gosh darn good info on muskox yeah. hunting. Yeah. If I would have known it was him, we would have just said, hey, hold on through the sports update and we'll Take a whole segment with him. Well, you know? I wanted to ask him about, you know, brown bear hunting, if he's done any hunts up there, because that's, you know, kind of on my bucket list, too, yeah. someday. Yeah, one of Once those. Once I win the lottery. Oh, uh, we got Al on the line. Okay. Good morning, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. How oh, are we doing good. today? This doing is, good, Al. This is the great Al Shook. <laughs> I don't know about the great part. Well, anyway. we're going to start calling you that anyway. But uh, uh, I can give you a little background on the, on the new... New guy. It's going to be the new DNR secretary. Yeah, yeah. I've had the pleasure of knowing Preston for some years now as he was serving on the Natural Resources Board. He was also the chairman of the Natural Resources Board for two years. Yeah. He is a fisherman. Oh, okay. Sporadically. He grew up in Missouri. Oh. And he actually has a forestry degree. And he worked for the Missouri Department of Conservation before he came up here. Okay. Now, Preston was instrumental in getting the Congress to start our Youth Conservation Congress section. He was uh, a a big proponent of trying to get the younger people involved with outdoors, and he still is. And I was uh, I was very surprised and pleased when I heard that the governor-elect had picked uh, Preston to be the new secretary. He has always been open and honest about his desire for scientific information 
about things that come to the board, and he has always been straightforward when answering questions to anyone that has asked them at the board. Now, in order to speak at a natural resource board meeting, you have to get on the list. They only give you three minutes. But if you are a Congress member, there's no clock. So the banter back and forth between members is sometimes can be extensive, collegial, and confrontational. But it's, it's always honest with Preston. So I'm pretty, I'm very happy that he's going to be the secretary. I'm, I doubt very seriously that the gag order will be on DNR employees with the governor-elect and certainly with Preston. Okay. But we'll have to see. What I'm going to try and do is uh, push him and see what we can do about that North Lake launch, huh, Tom? <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I was waiting. I was waiting there. for the Tom new year. I was waiting for the new year to start up on that. But since you mentioned it, yes, there's the North Lake launch, and also there's the. I, I I'm pushing for the DNR to buy some land for a regular launch with parking on Lake LaBelle, because as far as I know, they're, they're, that they're, they they might go to a uh, slot size. Uh, on Lake LaBelle and, this coming and, year. And Al, and Al, stop the five fish any size northern pipe yeah, thing on the too. Bay of Green Bay. Yep. Mm-hmm. When are they going to get a clue up there on that yeah, one? Yeah, another slot size plant. It's another perfect place for a slot size the on a species. biologist sent me a letter saying, no, there's not enough of them worth protecting right now anyway. Well, that's And they're doing all well, this habitat <laughs> stuff. And yeah. they're doing all this stuff. And oh, oh well, let's just not protect. I don't Well, I don't they could protect the spawners if they had a slot size so that's one well, thing yeah it, go as ahead. far as lake labelle goes yes ben hausner is trying to get that 18 inch slot on labelle mm-hmm. but it's going to take a while because that was a project or an experimental lake yeah but here's the here's the thing about their experimental lakes when they started with that 20 Tell inch them, size Tom. limit that Tom started. Knows. That must have been 25, 30 years ago. I Remember that? Tom. Yeah, and it was a <laughs> ten-year, ten-year experiment. Ten year. Why and it is didn't it work? So they went but, to twenty-six. Yeah. So why is it whenever the DNR has a ten-year experiment on a lake, it lasts forever? Well, they've been busy. They've been busy. They've been busy. Okay, Tom, they they don't want to just take care of it just to make you happy. But uh, as I told told Danny, I'm I'm not going to be running for Congress next year, this year. No? I'll be uh, 25 years. I'll be having in. 25 years is enough. Are they going to give you a gold watch or something? I don't want anything except a swift kick in the rump when I need it. But uh, I just want to... I, I just want to have the opportunity to ask Preston or his uh, his secretary to see if he would be interested in coming on the show and talking with you guys. Yeah, if he ever and, would. Uh, we'd, we'd be more than happy to have him. And I understand from what I read in the paper, he's going to commute, so he will still be uh, living in Milwaukee for some time because he, up until recently, he did work for the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, right, that's what right, I had heard. Yeah. He was so in... he's, He's a local fellow. Yeah, they had. And, a, uh, they like had. I said, a, I've oh. I've had the pleasure of being at some banquets with him at the table, and I know he's been out to Wern Valley a couple times chasing chickens. Danny, maybe we can get him out there doing that. We'll hey, see. that'd be that'd be that'd be cool. 
Yeah, uh, Wisconsin Outdoor News Magazine had a real nice write-up about him, given all the, you know, what he's done through his life, you know, and uh, it was very interesting. And, uh, the guy's been involved in a lot of stuff. Al, when we're chasing chickens, I'll give you that certificate for the half-day guide thing oh, that I've donated. Good deal. Yeah, good deal. yeah, I figured yeah. that. And out. like I said, uh, when you get a chance to speak with Preston, you'll you'll good. You'll be- Pleasantly surprised. Well, you know, Evers made a good choice then, I you hope know. So. Yep, yep. I I yes. was uh like I said, I was pleasantly surprised almost to the point of clapping my hands. Hey. <laughs> well good news, he's got the Al Shook right. stamp of approval. That's so. great. Yeah, All and right. That, and that in fifty cents will get you a small cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. All right. There we go. Well thanks, Al, for calling. Have a great day, guys. You Take too. Care, happy, Al. happy New Year, Al. Bye now. Okay. Let's see now. Well, we gotta go to a break anyway. So 799-1250 is the phone number, or you can email us live if you want to get one in quick here at uh, CEOguys at Yahoo.com. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. We are at Sports Radio 1250 AM or uh, or, uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Skipper Buds. Cutting edge outdoors. Traffic is light and variable on the Edens. And we have uh, our good friend, Dennis Royce, with our Boulder, Boulder Junction, Junction update. Connection. Yeah, Boulder, yeah, that's it, connection. Hey, Dennis. Good morning, guys. How the heck are you? So you, good. you still got plenty of ice up there, right? Yes, we have at least 10 to 12 inches of ice on most lakes. Um, so you can get out in the ice or, and ice fish. Uh, snowmobiling, you've got to be very careful because... Some of the lakes with the slush and rain we had the first part of the week didn't help things, but no, uh, it didn't. I, the snow conditions are are on. We got a white surrounding atmosphere at this point, and the snow conditions and the trails are marginal at this point. Uh, I would say fair to poor. We need more snow, but we do have snow, and the trails open up at nine o'clock this morning. So there's a lot of people up here right now that want to get on sleds and ride, and a fishermen that want to get on the lake and fish, and I think conditions are excellent right now for that so how has the uh early walleye bite been the other night dad it was excellent we had we went out i went out with my son-in-law and it was a a day and a half before the storm hit and we were running for flags on a tip-ups uh for about an hour and a half to two hours and we picked up i think it was five or six nice walleyes we had the kids out with us so we had enough tip-ups out there i think we had probably 10 tip-ups out and uh it was fun it was fun fishing like that and and you caught a lot of small fish you threw them back but but we i think we five or six fish is what we ended up with that we took off took home for a meal well that sounds great great. yeah that sounds really good nothing better than running for flags no i know when you're sitting there nothing happens it's boring but yeah flags popping even if it's a a hit and drop it's still fun to run for them and and uh keeps you busy and the weather was nice it wasn't a lot of wind but uh, right now uh, the ice conditions are excellent for getting around there's a little bit of snow on top of the ice and it makes it so it's easier to walk and people are up here and enjoying the the start of winter i know the first part of the week uh, we had that rain like you had down there and and it was miserable but there we're back to white ground and it looks good all right dennis thanks for giving us that update people will be traveling north to get good ice and uh, yeah, so. call the chambers or call the town and and get a hold of the or your local snowmobile clubs or whatever uh, before you make the trip though, just to make sure that you check the conditions if you're coming up to snowmobile. Right. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Well, thanks, buddy. Happy thanks, New Year. Guys. We'll talk. 
Okay. Okay. Bye bye. That was Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. Now we got Mike on the phone. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. What's on your mind? I was wondering when you winterize your boat, what do you do with your rods and your tackle box? Tackle boxes. You put them inside, or you leave them in the garage, or do you put you know put them in the basement? Yeah, put them in the house. I I don't know. I don't think it. You could leave it outside. You could. I don't think it really matters a whole lot uh, as far as where you're going to put it, as far as temperature-wise in the garage. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Where do you leave your boat for the winter? It's in my garage, but but this year here, I I put my uh, rods up on the rafters. Yeah, which is fine. And what I did, I loosened up the drag. Yep. Yep, yeah, you should always loosen up the drag. You know, yep. the one thing you got to worry, you know, the only thing you really have to worry about is the the fishing line. And if you have monofilament fishing line or the fluorocarbon, the only thing that really hurts fluorocarbon and, and monofilament line is heat and sunlight. So in the well, wintertime, you don't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about <laughs> you that. You don't have to worry about that. No. Yeah. Your tackle boxes, too, put the, don't, don't, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really. hurt I mean, anything. Doesn't not hurt the lures, not rust or anything like that. No, I don't think so. Uh, and un- unless, uh, yeah, unless you have some some kind of a liquid or something inside that might freeze. I <laughs> yeah. don't know something in a in a jar that yeah. glass jar that might uh, break. Yeah, or like something. if you got any of uh, the bait mate uh, fish attractant or something like that, that might freeze. And yeah, I would although, probably. All that, all that bait mate in my fish locator, I brought in the house and it's in my drawer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that would because if that stuff froze, I'm thinking that might not yeah. be good even right. thought out. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're good Sounds to go like there. Sounds like you're Mike. all set, Mike. Okay, guys. All right. Have a nice New Year. Yeah, Thank you, you. Too, buddy. Thanks and for we'll listening. And we'll be thinking about dreaming about spring. Danny, we got an email. Oh, now their emails are coming in now, hot and heavy this is, today. This is Ted, and he's got a little joke for us. That okay. I, I've heard this one before, but maybe some of our listeners have not. Okay, here we what go. What costs more, beer nuts or deer nuts? Beer nuts are $1.49 a bag. Deer nuts are under a buck. Love the show. Happy New Year. <laughs> I've heard it before, Ted, but that's okay. Some people might not have. <laughs> you didn't say it right, though, Tom. No, I didn't. No, you know, you, you said you answered it before you even. What? No, you didn't read it right. You should have yeah, said. Let me read it what, again. You, okay. What costs more, beer nuts or deer Stop. nuts? Okay. Then you should have said deer nuts, because. Continue. Well, beer nuts are buck forty-nine a bag, and deer, deer nuts, nuts are under, under a, a buck. buck. Yeah, that's how you. So they cost less. That. They cost less. I, I did. I read it just like it said. We got a <laughs> we got a caller from Dan. Uh, Dan's on the line. Okay, we, okay. we need we need John Lehman here to another, tell us our jokes. Another anyway, nuts joke. Here we go. Who, who's this again? Dan. 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 Yes, Dan. Hi. How you doing? Hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, all of the above. What's up? Yeah. Say, uh, how much how much rain did you get up in Douglas County after that snow? Uh, you know what I. I got the heck out of Dodge yesterday morning at about 8 o'clock, and there was some uh, scattered snow flurries predicted. Um, then I hit some rain when I got uh, south of Eau Claire, kind of sleet kind of stuff, uh, yeah. right around the Dells and stuff. But up there, it's too cold for any snow. Do we, we had It's too cold for snow? I mean, too, I mean, too cold for rain. Too cold for rain. Yeah. We had about four inches of snow, and it was that super wet, heavy stuff. And Where was that at? Chippewa Falls. Oh, okay. Well, this, area. 
this this was relatively heavy up there as well. It was yeah. relatively heavy stuff. Yeah, so there was a I lot of moisture it, in it. I think it rained for twenty four hours or something like that. It didn't stop till Friday. Wow! It then, Friday uh, uh, Thursday night there were reports of some little bit of rain in different areas around Superior. It was kind of weird when it was first starting out. Some areas had a little rain, some had a little snow, but then it, when it finally settled in, it, it was all that wet snow. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm a little iffy about going on the ice now because we've gotten a lot of rain the last week. Yeah, you might want to uh, wait another week yeah. <laughs> just, in, ca- <laughs> yeah. just in case. Yeah. But in, down, in, down in Oconomowoc this weekend, and uh, if you guys aren't busy and meet up or something, I can leave my phone number with Ryan. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I I was supposed to head out of town uh, after the show, but now that's kind of up in the air. Um, actually, what I am going to be going doing some deer hunting this afternoon. Another friend of mine called me, and we're going to go try uh, deer hunting today. Okay. But uh, leave uh, leave the number, and uh, you're going to be in in town this weekend, or you are here, or what's the scoop? Yeah, I'm here right now. We got here yesterday, and uh, for early or a late birthday present, I should say the got packer tickets so we're going up to the game tomorrow awesome great well depending on how tired i am after the deer hunting this afternoon (laughs) um maybe give you a call and and um meet up for a grape knee high somewhere in pewaukee all right sure sure sounds good all right right, dan thanks thanks for calling oh ryan get his number i'll get the number off the air all right right, and uh i got another email another email boy what's going on everybody's listening today they are calling on the phone sending emails here this one is from uh, michael again he said thanks much for answering on the air about that that uh resort up there in sturgeon Mm -hmm, bay mm -hmm. he said the place is better known as waterfront mary's that's what people, I guess, up well, there know the it as. Well, that's the bar itself. Yeah, yeah each, that's the bar. Waterfront each Mary's. Each harbor resort is yeah. attached to it. He says, it, great place. Been going there a long time from Mike. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Great. Waterfront Mary's. That's a good name for a They got bands and everything going on. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a rocking local sodbuster place. Oh, okay. Tom, you should go up there and bring the old guitar. Yeah, right. Bring I, uh, I think they throw me out. We're so busy being out there. I'm, I'm turning off. The, I'm turning the off this computer. What? I'm, I'm turning it off. Come on, now. we got more. More nope. emails are coming in. Well, that's too bad. We only got about two minutes left of the show. <laughs> that's just too bad for this you. This is the last show. Oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you again: doing anything special on New Year's Eve? Working. Um, yeah, nope. Ryan's working. Every holiday I work. I, You're uh, not... I'm probably, I'm just going to hang out yeah. by the house. I'll be in bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> or what I could do is I could do I, I could do the rumba and get some cafe rumba, which is uh, premium rum cream with coffee. Pick it up now for your holiday celebration. It's my buddy Troy Woodrow's stuff. So yeah. Maybe I can pick up some of that. Uh, going to be hunting with Mike Scalander today. See this cut on my forehead? Yeah. See, what happened? see that? Okay. Come on, guess. From one of them branches that you were driving uh, through? <laughs> no, I was sighting in the 12 gauge slug gun, and it, it was the last shot of the night. Did it buck up on it you? Got me. Right? <laughs> did it? Oh, yeah. But it was so cold, the blood instantly, the, the whole thing just froze on my head, and now it's healing up. So I never oh, even touched it with anything. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. No, well, I, you know, I want to ha- hope. Uh, Wish everybody a happy new year. This is our last show of the year. 
Another great year went by, 2018. Now we got to start a new one. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our sponsors. Yep, uh, definitely. We appreciate you guys a lot. Yeah. And starting in 2019, this year I was very nice. Tom, I'm going to start listen, complaining in 2019. I was. Just, I got a lot of problems with you people. I was people. just going to say, Tom promises <laughs> to be nicer next year. No, no, I don't.